Hey, hey, hey! Welcome all you Courageous Cause Champions! Are you ready to be courageous? Today is the day that you can be courageous. You can be courageous from all the things I taught you uh, in previous days. You can be courageous with what I'm going to tell you about today. You can be courageous just because, like the lion in uh, Wizard of Oz, you had it in you all the time. You have this courage within you. I'm Lainey Friedrich. This is episode 45 of the Couch to 5A podcast. We are on day 22 of the Change the World in 80 Days challenge. And yep, I'm still the girl with the glare earrings today for those of you watching the video. And I have this, um, this is air dry waves on my hair. Uh, the other day when I had it more wavy, it's because I used a little product in there and I scrunched it up and dried it with the diffuser. But these are my, these are my air dry waves. So if you can see that in the video. Uh, they're kind of cute. Anyway, for those of you on the podcast, welcome. I'm going to try and use as much variation in my voice to make this as interesting as possible because you can't see me moving around and dancing on the screen. Um, but luckily, you can't see the glare in my glasses. Um, the people who get to see all the other stuff in the video have to be subjected to the girl with the glare glasses. And um, those of you watching the video, you might see behind me, um, there are some people across the street getting um, siding redone on their house. So if you happen to see people walking through that window behind me, um, just know it's the very hardworking men who are out there working on uh, replacing their siding. They've been doing it for days and days and days. It took them days to get the old off, taking them days to get the new on. I think they're going to be uh, replacing the roof after that. And I was asking Paul, I said, why wouldn't they do the roof first and get all that crud um, down on the, you know, in, in case it knocks into the old siding? And he said that when this way, um, they don't have to step on the new roof which they're having to do right now to take off and put back on, you know, put on the new siding. Um, he said that it kind of damages or weakens um, the, um, the shingles on the roof. So he said that's why they do that one very last. They do the siding first and then that. So I thought that was very interesting. So today I want to talk about courageously asking for what you want. Um, what does that mean? Can't you just like say, hey, this is what I want. I want it now. Um, I found recently that there's a different feeling within me and it gets different um, results, I guess. Um, and the process is a lot more powerful, a lot more energizing if I ask for things this way. The, the situation that I was dealing with this morning is that I'm in these different Facebook groups, advertising Facebook groups, and one of them... Um, is like the big ClickFunnels group and there's like, I don't know, almost 200,000 people in that group. So when you post something, you can get snarky remarks back uh, from people. It's, it's not, the administrators don't really police it. And so you get sarcasm and whatever. You get some helpful people, you get predatory people who wanna sell you their stuff and they're all giving you friend requests and private messaging you even though they have no reason to be doing it. So it's kinda of like um, you know going out into the public where you're gonna get whatever. And the few times that I, not few, but the times that I put information out there with questions about the, um, the vegan market, 
that I'm targeting, I get some snarky remarks back and jokes and whatever about veganism. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I, I laugh it off because, you know, that's what I do in the, in the regular world. I mean, that's what I do day to day. I try not to make a big deal about it. It's like, whatever, you know, whatever. I'm not, people are people are people. I can't change these people that are tall strangers to me. However, I'm now in a private paid Facebook group that one of the guys from uh, the Big Click Funnels group had invited me to be a part of that's um, very, very supportive and helpful. And it's got some uh, experts in there on internet marketing in order to help guide us, those of us who are not experienced. They are well versed in certain specialty areas. So they help us. And I, um, I, texted or a message to Kevin, who's this guy, he's one of the organizers in this smaller group. And because he would always put like, ha ha, funny, vegan, snarky remarks back, not snarky, but just like kind of a dig, you know, kind of making some silly, stupid joke about it um, in the larger group. And then he's done it a couple times in the smaller group. And the smaller group is still kind of forming adding more people now, and he's one of the um, founders of it. So I messaged him this morning because I was like, you know what? I actually was hesitant to send a request for some help with my sales funnel today because I thought, you know what? Am I going to have to couch this where I don't talk about the fact that this particular target market is vegans because I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to get these comments back from him. And I thought, you know, why, why am I doing that? Why should I have to do that um, when he's just, you know, being, I think, um, un unsupportive and insensitive to uh, a difference between us? I mean, uh, veganism is like an easy target for people that they think it's fun. And, you know, this is probably bad karma coming back at me because I admit when I was growing up, I'd, you know, I'd pass along blonde jokes and, you know, you'd make comments about gayness and things like that. And, um, in a joking way, and it's not, it's not fair. It's not funny. So I think this is karma coming back at me like, Hey, you, you've done this in your own past. You know, you've made remarks that you thought were funny singling out groups or characteristics of people. Um, and stop doing, you know, stop doing that, kind of forgive yourself for having done that in the past, be aware that you did that yourself. Um, but also ask for the other person to stop doing it um, from a place of, you know, so, so here's the technique that I, I want to teach you, because it was more than just saying, hey, Kevin, can you stop? Um, can you stop making vegan comments? Um, I That's ultimately what I what I said to him, but I, I rooted in, I grounded in for those of you that, you know, do any type of energy work or any type of meditation or even just this feeling of, you know, um, standing tall, standing confident, standing, finding that courage. Um, and what I did is I had this little conversation with myself about, you know, why, why am I asking for this? Why do I think that this is important? And I thought to myself, well, um, in other words, like if he, if he um, doesn't think that it's valid for me to be asking for this, I kind of wanted to have, um, I don't want to say a comeback, validation, I guess, um, a perspective of um, 
oh, what's, I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for. I don't know if you all can relate to this, but just, just knowing that what I'm asking for is legitimate. How about legitimatizing, if that's a word, making it a legitimate ask. Like, here's the legitimacy of it. Here's, here's why I think it's important for you to stop doing this. Um, and I thought to myself, um, you know, if he gives me any pushback, I would just say like, what if, what if I was someone in the, well, first of all, this smaller group, is paid, I'm paying to be in it, first of all. And second of all, it's supposed to be a safe, supportive um, place for people in the group to come in and be mutually respectful of one another and to help each other. That's the whole purpose of this group. And so that didn't seem in alignment with that whole um, intent of the group. That was my first the first thing I root, the first concept or, or aspect of it, that perspective that I, I rooted into, like, yes, this is a, this is my validation. And you can see if you're watching the video, you know, you just feel stronger. Like you're, you feel your shoulders go back and your chest expand and you, you know, you just feel yourself like pushing into the ground with confidence about like, yes, this is valid. This is, this is a spiritual truth, and I know it because it's causing um, expansion in my body, and, and I feel stronger when I say it. It's like those, um, on a side note, if you've ever done, um, I think, it, is it called kinesiology? Kinesi I think. Where they do the muscle testing, like you hold um, chiropractors, um, specifically some chiropractors will hold, have you hold a, a supplement in your hand and they do this, they have you put your arm out and if, if you can't, if they can't push your arm down then, then this thing strengthens you but um, if, if you, I think, or maybe you have enough of it or something, or, but if you hold the supplement in your hand and they can push down easily on your arm and it's so weird. It's so weird if you've ever had that done, like this works. I mean, this, something happens in your muscle and you can, like they, they push down, you can't, uh, you can't even get the strength up. So there's something about that where the body recognizes that this thing is causing me weakness because I don't, I don't, not sure how they, how that works. Like, I don't remember as if it's um, because what you're holding is something you need, it makes you weak, or if it's something that you already have, it makes you weak. I, I don't know. Um, but, but the point is that the body is, is such an extraordinary it's not even a machine, but it's this extraordinary creation that it it has its own it has its own knowledge about um, what's what's good and what's not good for it. And so these these thoughts, when you say this is true, this is whatever, it it makes you feel stronger. And I think it comes down to this I don't know kinesiology or whatever being aligned or whatever you wanna however you wanna explain something that um, you just, you can experience physically. I don't have the right explanation for it. These are just words and terminology that is um, what I'm using and what I'm being taught because it help it helps make sense to me of something that um, no one really knows the right answer. So if anybody tells you that they've got the right answer, they will always be wrong. There is never a complete right answer. Nobody in this, no human being, knows every single thing. There's, there's no way. There's just no way. 
so don't believe them. <laughs> Run the other way, or just take it as a suggestion. I always take it, if someone gives me information and the things that I'm sharing with you, take it as a suggestion. Try it out, see what you think about it, see if it's beneficial to you. If it is, great, if it's not, you know, try something else. I just want you to have a, an extraordinary life. So uh, whether it's information that you get from me or suggestions from me or suggestions from somebody else, I want you to have a great time and have a lot of fun. So going back to rooting in, so rooted in by thinking through this, this group and the intention that my understanding of the intention of the group, be safe, supportive, um, encouraging, mutually respectful. Okay. So I just kind of connected with that, what seemed to be a true belief for me. And then I thought to myself, what if this was, if I was someone who was marketing, um, um, kosher um, food, you know, to a kosher food market or to a halal food market or to a gluten-free market uh, of people. Um, and I'm not saying market like store, I mean like a target market of people, like people who eat um, halal or people who eat um, kosher or people who eat gluten-free, whatever, or people who eat vegetarian, whatever it is, why would that be joke worthy? Like why, I don't think he would make a joke to those people or, or if there was some other difference between his lifestyle choices and my lifestyle choices. Like if I was from a different culture or a different country and you know, English was my second language or if I had a physical handicap. I mean, I, I don't see him joking um, with other people in the group that have, you know, they're from other countries. English is their second language. Um, they have, you know, a wide a variety of businesses that they're promoting, that they're trying to um, get, you know, successful. So I thought, why, why am I such an easy target? Like, let's just stop because you're, you're not going to do it with other people. So I ground into those, I rooted into those two things that I would, I guess, come back with if he gave me some pushback. And so I just wrote to him and said, hey, can I ask you to refrain from, you know, making any vegan comments? You know, this is a part of my business. I'm going to be talking about it a lot. This, you know, I my understanding is this group is a place to be where it's supposed to be safe and mutually respectful. And, you know, I would appreciate that. That was it. And I also, third thing, I forgot the third, third thing that I did to prepare for sending that message out is I said to myself, I, it's, I have to allow his free will. He may say, no, it's just who I am. You know, that's fine. And then I would have come back with these other things to try to convince him um, that it's beneficial, um, to, to, to do what I'm asking. Um, but I didn't have to, because he came back and said, well, first he said, um, don't be in, don't be so sensitive. And I thought to myself, I didn't email it, but I thought to myself, don't be such an asshole. <laughs> and for some people, they might say, well, you know, you're being overly sensitive and I'm, my point of view was he was being a, a sarcastic asshole. So it, who's right and who's wrong? Nobody is. But to me, it's like stop making fun of veganism because this is important to me and this is how I live my life. And I'm not criticizing you because, you know, you wear a baseball cap in your photo, right? I mean, it's different, but it, 
there's no reason for me to poke fun at you um, and to make you feel like, you know, you're the brunt of, is that right? The word brunt of, or the butt of, I don't know, jokes, whatever that, that, that phrase is. Um, so he said, you know, after he said, don't be insensitive, he said, absolutely, I will stop doing that. He's like, I joke with everybody, blah, 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 you know, happy to help you. And, and he sincerely does. I mean, I can tell he just sincerely wants to help people. It, it, people don't understand when you're on the receiving end of criticism of how you eat all the time, like from you know, there's 5% or something of the population is not even a couple, couple percentage points of the population is, is vegan. Although it's, it's getting more, um, more popular, it's still a small percentage. And so there's, um, you know, I, I am, my, my food choices are not popular or not um, considered normal 95 or more percent of the time when I am out and about. So, um, and Paul, although he's wonderful about eating, you know, whatever I put in front of him, he does make comments about, um, meat and stuff like that. I'm, I've asked him, I need to, I need to come up with some courageous thing and ground in and ask him again to not bring it up because I don't bring it up. I make zero big deal about what I'm eating. I make zero big deal about what he's eating, but he will make a big deal about the fact that he's having meat or dairy or whatever. And it's like, why? I mean, why? It's like a dig to me, like, you know, like just ignore it. Just eat what you're going to eat. And I've, I've tried to tell people, it's like, it's like what you're wearing, like the, the things you decide to wear today, like your clothing choice. I mean, I don't criticize or say anything about, or, or think that I'm going to choose your clothes for you. So don't choose my clothes for me or criticize what I'm wearing. What's the difference with food? For some reason, food in other people's minds is a lot different. Um, that they feel like they have every right to criticize you and, and you know, me being the vegan, I'm the one with the issue. I'm the one who's sensitive. Well, no, you're just, you know, you're criticizing something that, it, why? I mean, why do you care what I'm eating? Now, I'll get into that in a different topic about why I think people um, swirl around on the, the, topic of, of a vegan diet, why they ask us where we're going to get our protein from or anything. That's, that's going to be a, an upcoming episode um, because it has to do with some of my marketing. And um, so just stay tuned, stay tuned for that. So I, I hope this was helpful. I, I hope that I can, I explain the difference between when you're trying to ground into something root into something is the word really that might be more clear when you're trying to root into um your belief about why why what you're expressing is right for you i was going to say why you think you're right it it's not right for everybody i'm not trying to convince anyone of um you know when i post about marketing to the vegan population I, people feel like i'm criticizing their food choices i'm not it has nothing to do with them it has everything to do with me and the other people who eat vegan and i have products and services that they help help them be um a better vegan advocate and have a whole lot more fun and not have any discomfort while they're doing it and teaching this technique is is one aspect of that so um 
I feel like I just helping people um, get a little bit more aware. So uh, root into um, just kind of step back. If you're going to ask for something and you feel like um, the other person might um, uh, not, not be as accommodating because if, if they were thoughtful about you in the first place, they wouldn't be doing these things. So you have to, you have to work through, you have to break down some of their, um, their thinking and try and reprogram it so that they can understand your perspective and why you're at what you're asking for is a valid request. So I hope this was helpful. Again, there were the uh, couple of steps that I, that I outlined. I forgot them now. The third one was, um, what was that? I think the first one I talked about with that example was the group itself and like what is the intention of that group. And then the second one was um, comparing um, veganism to other cultural or choice differences that you know people don't normally criticize or would be uh, frowned upon to criticize because you would look like you were, um, you know, criticizing someone's culture or their religious beliefs or something. Um, and then the, then the last thing was, um, oh, say, saying it to them, understanding that they still have free will to say, you know, I'm going to just do what I do. This is who I am. I joke with everybody, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I could have come back with these different um, points and uh, points of view. And, you know, Kevin could have just at the end of the day, still pushed back on all of them and just said, no, I'm just, you know, you're just going to have to have a thick skin. And then I would have to have a choice and say, you know, am I getting enough value out of this group that I want to be subjected to that every time? Or I could, you know, make comments back when he, if he posted something and just say like, hey, you know, if this was a, an, any other cultural difference, would you be joking about, you know, I mean, I could just stay kind of standing up for myself and, and I've had to do that in certain situations. So I'm not afraid to, but I'm glad that he accommodated it because the, the other big thing is that he's one of the leaders of this group. So he sets the tone for comments that people make. Now, I'm not going to be asking him to, you know, um, fight my fights for me. But so if other people speak up and make some snarky remark about veganism, when I post this, um, I'll just kind of say the same thing. Like, Hey, you know, I recognize that this is not a, a life choice that you make, but you know, I want this group to be a safe and supportive um, place for me to get help. And this is um, the market that I uh, live. These are the, this is the choice that I make myself. This is the the market that I target, um, if it were these other blah, 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 things, you know, you probably wouldn't be writing a critical comment back about it. So why don't you refrain and just leave it at that? And I, I don't know if you, those of you that saw the video, can you, I mean, you could probably see, like, I just was like, it was so matter of fact, like it's so rock solid. How it feels in my body is I just, I feel like I have this steel rod from the, when I said that, from the top of my head all the way down through my feet into the ground because it's such a spiritual truth of like there's no need for this there's no need for this and it's like when you when you root down into that belief you don't get into this backstab who you know let me name call you or blah 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 you don't get into this um confrontation um arguments back and forth it it's really just standing up it's standing firm for um, your position. So I hope that you get a chance to use that because it's so, 
man, when you so when you start plugging into your own courage, it, it it's powerful. You're like you you don't realize how how much um, strength that you have and how much uh, easier it is to um, go out into the world with the beliefs that you have and stand firm for them um, when you when you learn these techniques when you learn how to root in to your to your courage um, but because this courage is based on your own personal truth and um, you know these these um, human concepts of fairness to one another and when you connect with those things wow really really strong so uh try that out the next time you need it mark this podcast mark this video and just say hey uh, the next time i need to use this skill i'm gonna courageously ask for what i want using the tips that uh, the suggestions that link provided and let me know how it goes. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're on the video. Uh, post your comments, like the um, posts, and feel free to share them with other people that you think this would be helpful to. Comment, like, and share. Oh, and before I forget, ooh, I wanted to tell you a quick update. I hope you have a, just a couple more minutes. I know we're, we're starting to get to know each other, and I love, I love connecting with you every day because even though I don't um, see you or, or hear you, I just uh, I feel like we have this um, connection and I'm so excited to bring you all these updates. So last night I went to the Moms Demand Action um, chapter meeting of Oakland and Macomb County and learned a ton about what the initiatives are that they're planning for this year to um, help reduce gun violence. Phenomenal, phenomenal work. And it was so exciting because one of the women in the group um, is starting a program. She's modeling it after one that was started by one of the Moms Demand Action groups in Texas, I want to say, where several the, several of the people from their chapter would go to the local family courts um, when there was a case of um, domestic violence. And they would, they would go with like this, um, they would keep notes of um, whether the um, judge asked certain things because the judge is supposed to ask, um, are there guns in the house? And um, will you, the abuser, will you agree to relinquish your firearms? Now, um, side note, I don't know why you would need to ask them to do that, but that's, these are the loopholes that are in the law. And one of the things these groups wanted, you know, moms to manage ones to change is like, no, 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 no ask, no ASCII about relinquishy. It's, um, you know, you, you got to relinquish those. You, you get, uh, um, you know, you're, you're guilty of domestic violence, but you do not have right to a firearm because so many women get killed um, with guns uh, by their spouse or domestic partner um, when there was a history already of domestic violence. So that's one of the things that this group is trying to help prevent is the, the violence against women. But anyway, um, long story longer, the, this, uh, this woman locally wants to um, start a program like that with the court system. And she was just asking for, you know, ideas from um, the other people at the meeting. There were probably, ooh, it, was a, it seemed like a lot of people in the meeting. I would say 
60 people at the meeting. It was, there were a lot of people. We were in this church near my house. And um, she was saying, hey, I'd, I'd like to, I'll probably want to connect with some of the women's shelters, especially in Macomb County, um, because Moms Demand Action, this chapter is both counties, which are very populous counties, um, but a lot of the volunteers are in Oakland County, and they've got more leadership um, members in Oakland County, and they're trying to be, they're trying to increase their um, leadership and their volunteers in Oakland County. Um, so afterwards, I went up and I mentioned to her, I said, hey, first of all, I forgot to mention to you all, is that I had given the opportunity guide that I created for this chapter, this Moms Domain Action chapter, I gave it to one of the organizers um, before the meeting. And she said, oh yeah, I didn't get back with you because we, you know, we don't have any money for this. I said, it's free. I do this I do this with groups for free. I don't charge them anything. I thought I had told her that in the email, but she must have missed it. And she was so appreciative. She said, oh, we'd love to use this tool. So I gave her a couple of copies. Anyway, went to this other woman after the meeting and I said, hey, I happen to have these opportunity guides that I created for some of the women's shelters in Macomb County. And I'll send them to you because that might, that'll give you kind of a big overview of the different volunteer um, um programs that they have um, in their organization. So it's just kind of a starting point, talking points. And so I'm gonna, uh, once I get done with this, I'm gonna forward those on to her. And I thought, wow, I never, I never thought about that part of like, um, this is a way that my opportunity guides can help other organizations to understand what uh, uh, another organization is doing. So it's not just, it doesn't just benefit the, you know, it, an opportunity guide doesn't just benefit Moms Demand Action, for example. Um, it can benefit other um, organizations that want to connect with Moms Demand Action um, to look at that and get a, a flavor for uh, what's going on with that organization. So it made me very excited. And the other thing this this chapter needs is um, a greater presence up in um, Pontiac because that's where um, more domestic violence in Oakland County happens. And so I said, oh, hey, I also just connected with Andy Meisner's campaign coordinator and she's got an office space, that, you know, up to 20 people in a conference room and I'll give you her information. So it was so nice that I'm getting this information and that I can share it with other people and, you know, everybody's just getting benefited, benefited by this, this network um, that is starting to grow. It's like this garden that I've been planting, planting, planting the seeds and I've been trying to nurture it. And now things are starting to break through from the surface and they're starting to grow outward um, and expand the, the leaves and the branches and everything out the vines. So this is so cool. I'm glad that you're a part of seeing this unfoldment. It's really, really fun. That's it for today. I know this was a long one. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed sharing it with you. Until tomorrow, namaste.